Welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Confessional Podcast. I am Mike Moran, joined as always by trusty, dusty, and crusty producer, Mr. I'm not done introducing you, Jimmy. (laughs) Mr. Jimmy Selesky. How's it going, dude? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, Crusty today, dude. Very crusty. Why? Well, I I had a gig last night in Power Plant, crusty in and of itself. All that crust. I know. And, yeah, I heard um, they got a terrible crust rating from the board. Of bit, yeah, terrible. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I, it was a Sunday night gig. I don't like playing on Sundays usually. Because of the Lord. Yeah, it is my day of rest. I have been taking that actually very seriously in my later life. Like, I really don't like doing anything on Sundays. But right. it was like, they thought it was going to be popping because uh, President's Day is today. I don't know if you're familiar with President's Day, but that is today. Did you well, know that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I knew something was today. Did you know that you can go get a great deal for your brand new car at zero percent financing at virtually any car dealership? Really? Because I think that's the only thing President Day is for. It's car right. sales. It should just be car sales day. Yeah. So, well, that's what George Washington. Well, there's wanted. there's carpet sales too, right? Um, in the tradition of. Well, I, I, all I know about that is if you don't go to Bill's Carpet Fair, you're making a big mistake. Yeah. You've made a big mistake. You're now. making a big mistake. But yeah, I made a big mistake last night in playing. Right. And uh, and I'm like hungover and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be hungover on a Monday. Right. Because it just means you're a loser, kind of, <laughs> you know? And I've accepted that. Well, you're producing this show, so that doesn't help much in the loser category <laughs> yeah. as well. Uh, Jimmy, listen, we have a very special episode today. You want to know why? Yes, please tell me. This, this is bound to be our cutest... Most adorable episode yet. I know you're thinking that Ted Bundy one can't be topped in those. Right. But uh, we're we're taking a little detour from the dark, the macabre, the, the, uh, you know, uh, noir. Noir. I I consider us a noir cast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And we will be discussing uh, uh, babies and whatnot. And nice. all the foibles, foibles that go along with that. And, and if, in case you don't know, it's uh, that's like pretty much a synonym for misadventure. It sounds like right. one. Yeah. High jinx. Didn't know you're going to learn something today, did you, Jimmy? Jimmy, our guest, our guest today. This woman is one of my favorite comedians around Baltimore. She has been with the Single Carrot Theater since the 1970s. Wow. No, not that long. But she's with Single Carrot Theater, and she'll be performing with myself and some other talented comedians on uh, the 26th of February. That's a Saturday, Jimmy. That's going to be right the, uh, the Checker Spot Brewing Company. Drafts, droughts and laughs. Drafts and laughs. I have no idea. Gotta love breweries. You well, know? as a guy who now works at a brewery, I should probably figure out these terms. You probably way. should. See, that's Taps the thing. and ales. See, that's see. I was never. I I I was the alcoholic who knew nothing about beers and craft mm-hmm. beers because you know I just get like the cheapest vodka. Knowing stuff about beer is a very non-alcoholic move. In fact, well, because because when sure. you're an alcoholic, you don't care. Right. Right. You're not drinking it because you like the hoppiness. Sure. You sure. know, and I think but everyone that who, can be a good cover. That's the only reason I even bother learning anything about right, these things. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. I enjoy making cocktails at my apartment. Yeah. And that's why you have all that uh, encyclopedic knowledge of pornography to, yes. to justify your addiction. <laughs> exactly, dude. Right. But anyway, Jimmy, our guest is the amazingly talented Jessica Murphy Garrett. Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Look at this. Good yeah, crowd. Good crowd. Yeah. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. Uh, that was our studio audience in the background, Ooh. just uh, so everyone knows. Now, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the ooze. Right. Yeah. They don't. Do the, do the sitcoms still do all that stuff? Now? I don't know. It's kind of weird when you watch a sitcom. Like it doesn't really even hit you when you see a sitcom no. without a laugh laugh track or with one. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like you kind of just don't notice it. Right. Seinfeld yeah. had a laugh track though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I feel like all the major ones. They did. all did until you know, maybe maybe like HBO or there would be like a 
a random one in the 80s and 90s that didn't, but they all really did until. Mm. Mm. It kind of, yeah, certain types of shows, they kind of need it. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. a good thing they don't have like a scared track for horror movies. I feel like maybe now. like a, a good like cinema B movie. I mean, but if you do something like like a Rocky Horror or something, that's like why you, sure, you sure. do it that way, right? So that. Mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. interact or the room a, which is the room become like you know new... i know the guy that started the phenomenon no you don't yes what? michael russelet or russelet i don't know well, you apparently don't know him that well he used to be engaged to my friend now they're not <laughs> he's, but he's I do the one know him. Who, who turned it into a phenomenon yeah yeah he is he is credit credit where credit is due well, to I'll, I'll i'll use the french russelet okay but, yeah that seems a little more Rousselet. fancy sure uh, now, Jessica, we will be performing together on February 26th at Checker Spot. We Are will. you excited about this show? I am so jazzed about it, Mike. I'm like, you know, I haven't done a lot of in-person shows in the last two years. Right. And, you know, get out of the house and tell some jokes. And Absolutely. I'm excited to see so you. Fun. Me too. You always kill. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, and I try to be more like you on stage. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like one of the, the comedians that I'm like. The I, true. I the could true. steal some of that, maybe, <laughs> you know? You, you And you should. And you should, I think. Now, Jessica, you're also working on a thing mm-hmm. uh, with, with a band. Yes. There will be an event on Friday, May 13th with the, the Out Calls yes. at Voxel in yes. Charles Village, right? Yes. Excellent. I'm tell, so tell excited about it. Tell us a little bit about, about that. So um, my girls in the band Out Calls, um, fantastic band, really just like slinky, sexy, poppy, just two killer voices. Like this podcast. Like this podcast. Um, and they are releasing an album, um, uh, Release the Gowns um, is the name of the uh, of their uh, album release party. Uh, Greatest Hits Volume 1 is the name of the album. And I always I, had that idea to have like your first album be your greatest hits. Wow. Because technically your first album is your greatest it, hits yeah. until you come out until with the second one. Until you come out one. with the second one. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. So, um, and the, the release party is going to be big. It's going to be, you know, full of sketches and, and, um, and fantastic costumes and outfits. Nice. Um, so it's kind of a, a stage production yeah. that goes along. Yeah. Tells a story. Yeah. Is this a conceptual a album? Sort of, yeah. I think, you know. Just like Tommy. <laughs> it is. It's I think it's the Tommy of our time for yeah. sure. For right. Sure. Or music. I have from no the problem album. saying that. I think that's not an overstatement at all. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, we'll look forward to that. And I'm really excited about performing with you on Saturday. Me too. Now, Jessica, we are discussing a subject that I know is near and dear to your heart. It is. Uh, uh, the, the unexpected, the, the weird, mm-hmm. the macabre <laughs> things that come along with parenthood. Yes. Now, tell us a little bit about your, uh, your, your experience with, with parenthood. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm honored that this is like going to be your cutest podcast ever. Not that, you know... Things like serial killers aren't adorable. <laughs> it will be cutest until we get to our third confession, which is utterly disgusting and shocking. <laughs> and that'll snap us right back into depravity. <laughs> we were doing one on serial low killers. Brow, uh, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I I think in a way everything about parenthood is unexpected. That's sort of a cliche, but I I definitely believe it to be true. Um, although I will say that. I was a nanny and a daycare teacher for many years. And, and mm-hmm. I do think you get a little, little bit of a leg up there just in the sense sure. that you're not things like so many people have babies that have never like that's, changed that's a diaper. Like parenting apprenticing. Yeah. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. say that's fair. I can't imagine being one of those people that has never changed a diaper or right. fed a baby. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, you're at the hospital and they're like, here's your baby. Right. Bye. <laughs> like you would be like, what? <laughs> Doesn't go what with an instruction happening? manual. Seriously. Who do so, I call for tech support? I mean, it's Am I talking to a bot? They really are that's the thing about like being in the hospital is people are on top of you every sure. like you have the baby and I had a C section and every three oh, yeah, hours. Oh yeah, C section baby right here. Nice. Me Put too, actually. Nice. Jimmy? I don't know. You don't know? You don't remember? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. No, Let me see how round your head is. I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely not a C-section. 
Why no, didn't you, you just admit that at first? Why did you say you don't know? I was hoping we were just going to move past it. I didn't want to be the only one that didn't, you know, that had a natural birth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Natri. <laughs> and mine was highly unnatural. I'll tell you that much. It was, but they, so they, they come in every three hours so that you can nurse or pump. And, and that's like, Twenty four hours a day, they'll they'll right because they take your they room. take your baby from you immediately, right? They well, it depends, but yeah, that my baby had jaundice and they put her in the NICU for a couple Aww. days, and she was always going to be okay. It wasn't right. Like a, That's got to be a downer. That's like it was. Uh, it was really hard. I think it's kind of depressing. Yeah, and, yeah. It's like and you've got all these hormones for, and emotions right. and and. It's like showing up for for something you're really excited about and then finding out it's been delayed a few days. Yeah. And then you only have to get to do <laughs> yeah. the hard part and not the fun part. <laughs> yeah. um, so but you can look at your baby through the glass, right? And uh, for, at least for me, I could go visit her. Mm-hmm. It, they said as many times as I wanted. What was that like seeing your baby for the first time? It was crazy. It was like, because my mom, which I always thought was a really cute story. My mom always told me that when I was born... She looked at me and said, oh, it's you. Why didn't you tell me it was going to be you? Aww. Like she'd known me her whole life. And I always thought that was so sweet. Yeah, that is sweet. And was it, was it the just... same feeling? No. I was oh. like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> what? I don't know you. Who invited you? <laughs> who you know here? Hey, they let you in here? That was your first joke She was just baby. like this magical. <laughs> they let you in this ICU. Like. Totally foreign creature to me. Um, I mean, I loved her immediately. Like a narwhal. Yes, she was like a narwhal. Right. Like the cutest little right. narwhal I've ever seen, and it was such a wild. Like she was a total stranger to me, Aww. but I I wanted to protect her sure, immediately. Sure. Yeah, that's what I. Everyone tells me like it's it's just this overwhelming feeling that you have never felt before. Yeah. And it's like a new. You know, it's like a new pair of glasses or something like. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad. It's exactly like a new pair of glasses. It's exactly like, like I, a new pair of glasses. <laughs> you like, you yeah, pick them up. Gotten contacts. <laughs> you know, I was talking about sunglasses. You okay? Okay. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's I. I think the the thing that was most ex- unexpected for me in the early hours was the fear. I just didn't. That's see. That's another. See what I envy is in what I'm. What I fear I'm missing out on is that that feeling of you know, like it almost sounds like it's it's like a new you know, like a, a thing you just didn't know existed, like a you know, an emotion. Yeah, yeah. And I I I fear missing out on that, but I don't fear missing out on this constant anxiety. I think I would have, and yeah. and just like intrusive thoughts, like even now with like my nephews and uh, some kids that I babysit, like I'll I'll just get flashes of the worst possible thing. No, that's thing. totally normal. That's like, I had a one of my close friends was at her therapist and her therapist was like looking over questions to because they kind of have to ask you standard like postpartum questions, make sure you're not going to hurt yourself or hurt the baby. Mm-hmm. And one of the standard questions was, any thoughts about putting the baby in the oven? No. Yes. And, and you were like, well, like, I wasn't thinking about that. but Now I'm realizing that it seems like this story is about me, but it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> Are you familiar with the purple elephant theory, medical <laughs> field? Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I and, and I didn't expect the fear. I sort of expected the fear that like, you know, they're super fragile and they're sure. really so tiny. Right. Um, but I didn't expect the sort of more like bird's eye fear of, you know, I think about all the time that like I'm responsible for creating someone that's like gonna have to pay taxes. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's sometimes I'm like I feel really bad that I I did that to you. Like, yeah, I brought you into this. I, I hear you, and that's another fear that I would have. Like, what if I'm just creating more suffering in this? I world? know, I do but, think about that. But I do think that's the vast joy. majority of people, like you know, I'm I had suffered terribly from depression. I know a lot of other people that do. Life is pretty hard in a lot of ways for yeah. someone like me, but it's still worth it. I'd still, still rather be it. alive. You know, and there's still a lot of beauty and absolutely, the, absolutely, the plastic bag and all that. Yeah, yeah, and, and I can tell you, I know that you are an excellent mother and will raise an excellent child. It's Mike, I think she's pretty cute. She is very. And she's cute. she's very wide eyed and in, in the literal sense and in the like. Right. She's right. just curious, and you yeah. know, she, is she wakes a happy up baby? and she smiles yeah, and laughs a lot. She wakes up with a huge smile on her face Aww. and. 
I I envy that. I think sure, that's so sure. cool. And yeah, um, I look at kids and I'm like, they're genuinely having fun. They're not yeah. just escaping the pain. Like the spectacle of life yeah. is still awesome and intriguing. And, and they're like psyched to just do stuff. And do they don't need drugs. Stuff. No, they don't. Yeah, simple I, little stuff. I mean, she barely even needs toys. Like smiling right. at her and. And engaging with her and, mm-hmm. and her seeing things like stripes will like make her all day. I don't know if that's a movie you should be showing an infant, but <laughs> we do, you know, it's cinema night at, at the Garrett household. We love an an eighties uh <laughs> she is uh, such an eighties Bill Murray <laughs> goofball fan. comedy that probably doesn't age well in this in the I mean, sexism department. You know. But that's the eighties for do you, you. What are you gonna do? So um, all right, let's get to a confession here. Oh, let's do it. I'm so excited. This is from Patty Vaccarella, Franklin okay. Park, Illinois. Are you familiar? I think it's outside of I've Chicago. I've heard of it, but I, I've never been there. Now, Patty says, kids are so weird. <laughs> they are weird. <laughs> they will eat one single solitary thing for months. Then one day, they tell you they hate said thing and not touch it again. They can watch the same movie 100 times and recite it word for word, stripes for your child. Yes. But melt down when you suggest they uh, watch something else. Yeah. Then Caddy they grow Shack, up no. and become cool humans. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> get this out of my face. Yeah. Revenge of the nerds. <laughs> um, well, Patty, uh, you know, I responded on on the Facebook page to her uh, that I'm kind of, I kind of still do that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. There is something. You know. I I mean I think th- there's something that adults can relate to about that like comfort. Thing. Right, right. You find a thing, and and well, for me, I find a thing, and I do it until it can't be done anymore. Basically, like, and is I'll, that is that true for food, for like food and movies? Absolutely, and, yeah. absolutely. What's your food like? What's your well? It changes. Yeah, I went through like a, a wing phase with uh, <laughs> wings from from the Diz. Oh well, I mean, where I was, you know, I was calling lo- so often. Love a Diz wings. They're yeah. like Mike. Okay. Yeah, no, they knew my name after yeah, a while. <laughs> and then and then I just left them. I just I just up and left. I went oh, to go get a that's why they pack closed. of cigarettes and I never <laughs> yeah. Um uh also uh bean quesadillas. I'll okay. go through phases where I that's just it's all cheap, I want to eat. Easy, delicious. Right, right. And you just why not? you just no matter how even if it, it, and that's something I can make at home. Yeah. And it, it not very well, but it doesn't matter when you just drown them in hot sauce and and sour cream. I, I agree with salsa. that. Anything drown, I just call it hot sauce soup. That's my. <laughs> it's because that's basically what I. Well, has your child uh, had anything like that? Where she? I mean, she's really young, so she'll be she'll be six months the day of our show, which nice. is awesome. And um, so just like a few weeks ago, we started on the solid food train. Okay. Um, and you're supposed to like introduce a new food and then wait a couple days to make sure they don't have an allergic reaction. Oh, okay. And introduce something else. So she's, you know, she's had sweet potatoes and pears. and She had wings from the Diz? Not yet, but only because the Diz is closed. Oh, it is permanently closed? I mean, I think they... There's, you know, these vague plans to reopen it, but I don't know what the movement. Yeah, I feel like that's on a, that's that one is. of those businesses that's always like, you, you hear that, you know, they're gonna close, they don't close, they reopen. They're gonna reopen. They're like the Senator Theater. They are. They are, the and, and it makes me sad because that's that's a good burger. Those are good wings. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah. That's so, why I had a baby to distract myself. So, so, what kind of foods is your baby eating right now? Her the favorite, the clear. Favorite is pears for sure. Okay, that is her jam. I mean, I have a sweet tooth too, so right. I the pear is a good where... alternative fruit. Yeah, it's a good apple it alternative. It is. It is. And I have only fed her foods so far that are baby food consistency by nature. So I haven't right. had to buy baby food or even blend food really or anything. Yeah, because I'm feeding her like avocado, sweet potato, oh nice stuff that really. Is already the consistency as if you bought a jar of baby food. <laughs> um, but yeah, she she's had pears the last couple of days, and she's like a major fan, nice. major fan, major pear fan. I mean, it's disgusting because it just gets mauled by someone that has no teeth and spit out everywhere. But <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad. No, pretty good. Um, so tell us another uh, another weird thing. Tell us tell us something gross. Something gross. Uh, well, I mean, oh man, I when when these 
tapes are destroyed in the, in the great fires that I'm sure are coming. I'll, I'll be glad. <laughs> so, so that my daughter doesn't know I like totally. <laughs> you're hoping you're hoping business. for like a uh, what was that? Like the was it like Warner Brothers that had a massive fire <laughs> and like destroyed everything? But now, of course, that doesn't happen because everything's out there on the information super. Yeah, highway. but still the master copies of like a bunch of <laughs> that's true. We the do masters. keep the masters in a in a vault. Oh. <laughs> Are you gonna like release one a year like Disney? It's used like to Disney, do? yeah, yeah. Oh we put it god. back in the confessional vault. Oh my god! You got to create scarcity to create demand. <laughs> Marketing one hundred and one. <laughs> people, um, people try to buy like the masters of certain episodes <laughs> all, all the time. Of, I all bet. the time. Yeah. Like, nope. Sorry. And there's like a little black market not for, for it. Not for sale. Not yeah, for sale. Huge not black for market. Sale. Of, I mean, I think the grossest stuff with babies. I don't know. I guess I was. You're never really prepared for the literal shitstorm, but I th- the end of pregnancy I think was probably the grossest. Mm-hmm. There's just constantly, and we don't really teach women about their bodies very much. Mm-hmm. And uh, every you know the the waning days of pregnancy, every time I you know something's coming out of you sure. every day, and it's. Something new that you've never in, and I'm a late in life mom. I'm I was 37 when I had, or I was 38 when I had her. I'm 39 now, and I, in you know, 39 years of life, and in 25 years since puberty, you would think that I've seen it all right, right. at one point or another. Yeah. But every day, yeah, and and you also have to go to the doctor, you know, every few days, um, at least once a week at the very end of your pregnancy. Assuming you make it full term, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and every day you go in and you're like, "There's goop," right? And they're I, like, "I think I just goop's uh, normal." <laughs> I think I'm producing skittles now. <laughs> I don't and know how they're that's like, possible. and anything you say during pregnancy, anything, they're like, "That's normal," <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm like, "Is it? Right. Is it though? Because I can't <laughs> walk, I can't shit, I can't sleep, I'm growing I can't. teeth in my cheeks." And they're like, "It happens. It's pregnancy. You could walk in with your arm bent backwards, and they would be like, it does happen. <laughs> it absolutely happens.' Well, yeah, it's just the end of pregnancy is far goopier than I had anticipated. Okay. A lot of goop, and the and the goop. It's like a Nickelodeon the, Not only is show. it normal, but they're like, "This is a good thing. Right. This right. means that you know labor is progressing. This means that it's about to happen. Nice. And you're like, what do I do with all the goop? And they're like, nothing." <laughs> you save it. You like just baby shoes. let yourself goop right. everywhere. Yeah, a good gooping is sitting always on it. towels and ugh, wow. just gross. Wow. <laughs> absolutely disgusting. Well, you shouldn't have eaten the apple then in the garden. It's, that's so true. That's you know. so true. Yeah, I I don't think I was anticipating anticipating that. Um, and they do this. I think the grossest thing that they do when you're very very pregnant is they'll ask you. If, you want a membrane sweep. Oh my God. And the theory <laughs> is that like sweeping your computer, like uh, sweeping a hard drive? The theory is that it'll help start labor, especially, you know, when you're getting toward the end, and a lot of first babies are late. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it was late August. I was super uncomfortable. I'm old as that's, shit. That's Gen Z for you. <sighs> and they're, they'll ask you if you want a membrane sweep. And I had heard about this, and I really, th- I don't know what I thought. It was like, I thought it was like a an, an involved medical procedure. It is when I tell you it is a doctor or a nurse or a midwife just sticking their hand up your vagina and going whoop. That's what it is. You're like I could have done that myself. Like a little swirly. Right. Right. And, and they didn't like, even use a broom. And then they go. It usually doesn't help. And I'm like. Okay, great. So thanks for telling me now. Just a little, a little party for us both. So I who, guess. who do you go to for? I mean, obviously, I'm sure you go to friends for like advice and yeah. experience and everything. Are there like classes or online courses or something? That I you- mean, honestly, that's why I'm still on Facebook. Really, I don't use the just news the feed tool. I'm just there goop for the advice. goop goop advice. Um, not Gwyneth Paltrow, although she's had kids, I think. So she her What's group is Gwyneth? real. Nothing except that she, you know, kind of peddles like fake science. Oh, uh, okay. Like. So she's is she a Jenny McCarthy type? I I mean, I would say she, like a Jenny McCarthy in like Chanel cashmere. Okay, probably right. Right. What kind of things does does Gwyneth? I feel like it's not like you know, 
it, I would not say that it's like anti-vax stuff or anything, but I can see how those roads converge. Mm-hmm. Just kind um, of like a holistic health type of thing. Yeah, but without the basis of like my stepmom is a is a holistic health professional, and I feel like none of the things that celebrities peddle have any basis in like the genuine practice of holistic none at health. All? Probably not none, but it's you know it's going through several filters. Of, right, right. I heard from I read who read. Yeah, what read. is that with celebrities and holistic health? Why is that? I mean, I imagine because if you're if you're rich enough, then <laughs> your your health problems have largely been solved in other capacities by having a nutritionist and a personal trainer and mm. you know access to right. to better health care. That I imagine you know when you take your ivermectin or whatever um it you probably do feel like it's helping you right right okay um but i so i i don't really use the like news feed capacity of facebook anymore i use the like parenting group mm-hmm, mm-hmm. part of it you're not poking people is what you're saying you're you not know, playing farmville i i've st- i you, you try to stop it's an addiction <laughs> My poking f- Sure. I haven't poked yeah. anyone in a while. Is that still a function? <laughs> I don't know. What if if you if somebody poked you? I can't now? figure out how to pimp my page too. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Um, if somebody poked you now, if you got like a notification, you got like a ding on your phone, and it was like Jim Joe poked you. What would you do? I I don't know. I don't know. What is, I I don't even know like what it was supposed to mean in the first place. Like. Is it like a romantic thing or is it like a... I just thought it was like a wave, but I don't know. I mean, first of all, when you're a woman, everything's a romantic thing. Sure, so you're, thing you're getting the... poked by all kinds of guys <laughs> from all over that want to show you their uh, pictures of them with a fish on their boat, right? That's just the nature of being as pokeable as we all are. Sure, sure. I, but I like to it's... think we live in a post-poke society. But... I would hope so. I would hope so, but you never the you know the the poke has just become something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but right. something something right. that a younger so, poking's a younger man's game. Sure, it really is. Uh, what is uh, what is the like some terrible advice that you've been given? Oh, my with pregnancy, not with poking. My mother in law, I, I trust that she'll never hear this. Um, whose literal name is Karen. Um. <laughs> Said, you know, I'm I'm texting her when it's late in my pregnancy and we're like approaching my due date, and I had set up a day to be induced, um, uh, like a week after my due date, mm-hmm. and she wrote me, "Well, I hope it doesn't come to that. You really need to experience this for real." I was mean? like, "What about this? Isn't like you're doing real? a virtual birth? All avenues are real. <laughs> Trust me." Wow. I mean, I, I, I think what she was saying is she wanted me to, like, go into labor spontaneously. Uh, but I... I what For what I reason? I remember being really what's, pissed off. <laughs> what's the appeal of that? Like, I don't know. Just the know. surprise of it all? I guess so. And, and I did end up getting induced, but I was also in early labor at the same time. So they were, like, kind of... They, like, gave me the drug to induce me and then mm-hmm. took it away because I was contracting on my own. Um... So I don't I don't really know what I don't I don't really feel like I missed out on like bearing down in the car on right. the, way to the hospital, but <laughs> having your water break on the subway. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. I guess that's what you wanted. I don't know. Um, but pe- all kinds of people have just absolutely terrible advice. <laughs> like just, what? Let's see. Um, uh. You know, I mean, the good news is a lot of it's harmless. Like a lot of the wives' tales about sure, how sure. to um, start labor. Like, you know, I'll eat spicy food. I'll walk uh-huh. up and down stairs. I don't think there's any evidence that that stuff works, but it can't really hurt you either. So, sure, sure why not? I love spicy, spicy food. Let's Absolutely. let's do it. Why why would I not do that? And if by some the whole sort of magic, yeah. That was the case for me, certainly. I'm trying to think of like specifically other bad advice that I got, but for the most part, luckily, a lot of my friends are in, you know, have young kids, which, you know, if I had, 
in a different friend group, all of my friends might have like teenagers. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But most of my friends had kids in their early to mid thirties. Right, you had had a good bit about that. You had a good uh, bit about how it's weird that your friends are getting pregnant on purpose. Yeah, it is. It was. It still is. I'm thirty. I know. But we're only 39. I know. I, I I I still feel like just a big teenager. And I feel like everyone around me is too. Go, you know? It's, it's it's a cliche that I is can't believe it. Is so true and is a huge psychological uh foible. <laughs> <laughs> are your are your parents older or younger? Than me? <laughs> yes, than you. Uh, they are, I, I would say a little bit older. Yeah. I think they were like in their thirties when they had yeah, me. Yeah. So for that time, you know, back then it was like, yeah. You know, you had and then a- it kind of depends on like whether you're the youngest or the oldest right. or the only or whatever. Yeah. And my, yeah, my mom youngest. was very old for the time mm-hmm. and I'm her only. Mm-hmm. She was 41 when she had me in 83. Oh, wow. And that makes me realize that my, so my mom was also born in 1941 and that just means that like the 80s and 90s to me are what like the 40s right and 50s? i've been doing that math a lot recently like that basically is... so for a kid now <laughs> the the 80s are the 50s like for a teenager now i mean that's straight up bananas i like, know that's where i can't wrap my head around that being i know true. remember it in like the oos are the 70s <laughs> like what <laughs> i remember actually having like a 70s party at school in like probably 93 and like we had pictures of people yeah. in leisure suits and like yeah. is that is that a like? Could you have an OOS party right now? Yeah, well, and I keep having to remind myself that that is how the nostalgia cycle works. Right, it's right. always like twenty twenty five years. Exactly. That's how Happy Days is. That's how the Wonder Years right. is. That's how that seventies show right. is. It always does that yes. with music and TV and fashion. Um, but it still doesn't prepare you for being in your, I would say, mid thirties to probably early fifties, where you're just like, uh huh, how was my whole early adulthood 20 years ago. Right. And do things change anymore? Like remember I like when I was a kid, I could tell you like if a car was like 3 or 4 years old or if like a uh, you know you saw something on TV you'd be like what is this from like the late 80s, Oh you know? yeah, like, that switch from the 80s to 90s in TV and film where you can see the like right. film quality. Right, right, yeah. And yeah. now if something was made in 2017, I don't know. Right, but could it could a kid notice that? I maybe, maybe. Like in, in 1992, That's a good point. maybe. In 92, I could tell you distinctly what the 80s were. Yeah, You know what yeah. I mean? And can a kid tell you right now what the 10s are? <laughs> It probably not. Although it, it, things are also moving so much faster, and yet they're not moving at all. I don't know. It's crazy. And 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 to have you know, I I so wonder what it'll be like for my baby as she's growing mm-hmm. up in in just having such a different life than I had. And I I'm an elder millennial, as they say. And I I thought I was an elder millennial. I thought you were right in the. But I mean, we're. We're not. We're only what two years apart, yeah. year and a half apart. So yeah, I would say we both are. Okay. And I I feel that to be true because I think the internet had a huge impact on my childhood. Uh huh. Um. And I think that that's the true marker. If you're if the internet didn't really impact your childhood much at all, then you're I, like a true Gen Xer. I think I might be a Gen Xer. It really didn't have an impact on my childhood. It really did. Eighty three. Eighty one. I mean, no, that is Gen X, because I think millennial. Well, there's there's some debate. There's different, you know. Yeah, I think I think eighty to eighty two or eighty three is like a bridge. Right, it's very arbitrary when you think about it. It is super arbitrary. arbitrary. But then when you do think about these like giant cultural markers and how old people are, you're like, okay, it both is and isn't a thing. Yeah, because like the internet informed, and when I say childhood, I mean my later childhood. You know. Late middle school mm-hmm. through college. Yes. To, to me, it didn't really become a huge thing until like mid to late high school. Yeah. Yeah, and, that and is I, an important. And like my family was just always behind on technology. Like we didn't have a color TV until 1990. Wow. We didn't have a microwave Ours until like 96. Microwave. Yeah, that's, we, we were big <laughs> microwave holdouts. We didn't, I didn't have a CD player until like 99, I think. Yeah. 
And so uh, there just wasn't a computer in the house and there was no internet. But uh, it, it felt like a few years out of uh, high school was like when it was really like you have to be on the internet if you're going to be part of society. Yeah. I feel like if you made it to <laughs> all the way through high school without social media being a thing. Yeah, not at all. Then I would cons- I think that you That's your line. Your social media wasn't a thing till like 2006 or so. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. I, like they say 83 is the is the age minimum or the age max for millennials. Uh-huh. But I think it's a much better barometer. And maybe that is pretty much where like I think yeah. There's like a true millennial that has no like Gen X influence. And right. I, I would say that's probably like 86. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then those yeah. in between years that I, de- I, and I feel very like. Right. Yeah. And, and plus uh, just where you were with pop culture, I think. Yeah. How important that stuff was to you. Where, right. what city you live in. And to me, when I really came into like kind of grown up pop culture somewhat was like the Gen X era, like yeah. the grunge era and yeah. like. You know, that's when I started getting into like Saturday Night Live that and like slightly more adult me things. <laughs> Why is that, <laughs> David Letterman? Yeah, that's just like mm-hmm. that's like that's a that's a Mike Moran vibe, man. <laughs> like you can even see like the differences because I noticed I'm 92, and you can see like even the kids that are born in the late 90s, yeah, 97, 98. I would say there's a huge dividing line between 96 and 97. Is it being cognizant of 9/11? That's what they say. Oh, that's wow. one thing. That's one. I, I think that that's one thing. I don't think that that has it's as large just like of an one of many impact as uh, because I think people our age look at it as impactful in terms of like yeah we I remember where I was when I saw that. I think it's more so like when I was saying with Gen X like the social media like wasn't a thing when you were in high school and then with the that part of millennial like the later millennials it was a thing but it wasn't like like it wasn't serious you know what i mean yeah. like it wasn't like like now i remember like back in the day we was the status quo people just leave their people just leave their facebook up and oh, somebody yeah. else would jump on it and say something crazy or ridiculous or yeah. terrible and be like oh my god you hacked my facebook and i was thinking about that last night i was like dude if you did that to somebody now if you just went on somebody's twitter and tweeted something insane i, I do that you could every ruin their whole career i do that every chance i get I mean, I'm not going to put anything horrible on, but it's yeah. If you have like a roommate or something to lose their laptop, well, I guess that's what I'm I'm definitely going to put something silly. But people, we because we don't take social media seriously. I mean, now we do because it's like cultural. Like, but like there was a time when I was in high school, social media wasn't real life. It was Mm -hmm. like Facebook. Oh, I did this thing on Facebook, or I did this thing on Twitter. Now Now I feel like kids that are in high school. Like their whole like social sphere exists on yeah, Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Like that's made exponentially worse by the pandemic. Right, right. Yes. Sure. So yeah. like we kind of come like it was like social media not a thing. Then for us it was like social media is a thing, but it's like going on like funnyjunk.com. It's like mm-hmm. you just go on here and do shit. Now it's like, oh my God. Now it's entire life and value. Yeah. We truly are becoming androids. Yeah. In that like a big part of ourself is within the internet like the cutest podcast ever gang <laughs> <laughs> we are androids the, our robot overlords Grab are people adorable i mean think about it we are slowly merging with computers emotionally spiritually gen z's done dude they are they are computers right they right. are computers. well that's our future you know and i've heard that the baby's born now like my daughter i've heard is generation alpha that's, that's yeah, but I don't like that because that means, about. that means that my kid's going to be a beta. <laughs> I don't want that. What an adorable Why? little cuck. Yeah. <laughs> is it because A is after Z? I guess so. Yeah, okay. probably. Well, we, we, got through all the, we got through all the English letters and now we're just going to... Uh, well, right. didn't we just start generations like four generations ago? Yeah, and it wasn't yes. X the first letter thing. What was Abe Lincoln's generation? <laughs> generation was the, H? Uh, the mutton chop yeah. generation. <laughs> nobody cared. Nobody named. You know how many people died in infancy to be naming generations? <laughs> like, yes. well, you guys made thing. it. Just be glad. Yeah, I'm true. glad we that's live in an true. era where we can actually tell like decades apart. Like back then, it was like if you if you lived to see like a new uh, uh, string created, yeah. like that was exciting. <laughs> I always you know ask, I mean? it's like, dude, how different was. <laughs> 1700 from 1600 barely like well a, i think a little or, bit at i'm sure point, like 100 right? years but like it was not it the depends difference on like which famine you were experiencing <laughs> right yeah was it yeah. like a more fun one right, right, or, or still more cannibally ones yeah or yeah. uh you're like it's like 1690 you're like were we burning witches or drowning them <laughs> right yeah yeah 
Yeah, that's that's snowflakes. And I bet you they did. Anybody even notice that the world? Like, did the average person know that the world was different like four hundred years ago back then? You know what I mean? Like, did they were the Stone Ages a thing? Like in the fourteen? <laughs> like it seems very, like very everybody just thought like this is how the world always was, right? I mean, I'm sure like scholars and stuff knew, but like did yeah, the average person? Yeah, then they were like immediately the murdered. Yeah, yeah. How dare you? I don't even think they can see that other parts of the world were different. Right. Like right. they would go to other places and see like a person with like a slightly different skin tone and be like, they're fucking aliens. Right. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah. What is this? You know? Yeah. Like I think like a lot of like really ancient cultures didn't even consider other societies to be human. Yeah. I don't think they did. And no, I think that if you... There was no context. There right. Was no. Just about... That's well, why... Like, think about the pyramids. Did people, like... People must have freaked out <laughs> when they saw the pyramids, right? I think they did. Like, you, you never see anything close to that. No, and you never will. Right. It's amazing. All right, anyway. Those were the days, dude. <laughs> really the pyramid were. days, dude. Gen Z could the never... The good old days. Build a pyramid. Put this in perspective, if I may uh, do a well, actually... Uh, from you know my my favorite lists of uh, useless information on the internet, um, the pyramids the, the length between the pyramids and Cleopatra is longer than the length between Cleopatra and us. Yes, yes, I've yeah, heard that's that. crazy. No, or was it? Because we just yeah, think also... about Egypt any time like before, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. radio, I guess television it's all kind of like being the same thing yeah there's yeah. something with julius caesar too there's something about julius caesar that killer that. Haircut. Oh, he, was, he was banging cleopatra right was he yeah i don't know yeah not that that familiar i have the receipts <laughs> is zeus involved in this in any way probably i don't know zeus well e- egypt was before oh wait yeah that's great egypt was before ancient greece right so right. zeus is still on the come up we were dealing with like hanuman and osiris shit. the fucking jackal or whatever they had <laughs> egypt Captain had like long head <laughs> yeah they I mean, had like the dog never guy a dull moment right you zeus know? was zeus is he came around later but, had an um, eyeliner gym <laughs> with the dome hat yes yeah the big fucking cobra hat this cool outfits they know how to dress yeah they, they did not know how to walk Egyptians not great walkers, right? You know, but this they got shindu. a song out of it. Yeah. Well, that probably builds upper body strength. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is a... But why? Who? What was the functionality of this? I think uh, it's to uh, uh, show a clean a clean line, and hey, we can do what everybody else is doing. There's a leader and there are followers. Right. Simon well says, yeah, it's like a, it's that's your thing. Do like, the weird thing. Yeah. Maybe back then, it. like arm. Maybe you'd like. You know, described yourself or identified yourself with arm motion. It was a, you know, a like, form yeah. of self-expression. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Well. All right. Let's read another one here. This is yeah, from hit me with another one. James Radatus, Atlanta, Georgia. I never thought I enjoy the everyday things as much as I do. I walk my son home from school and the fun conversations we have about dinosaurs. Space exploration, Star Wars, the movie Stripes, just kidding, I threw that one in, <laughs> and all sorts of other fun stuff on our way home are more enjoyable and meaningful than I have ever expected. What a nerd. I know, that right? It's like, get some friends or a job or something. <laughs> no, that's very, that's very sweet. I think that's awesome. And I really like that is a cool part of parenthood. I, you know, I do a parenting thing that you're absolutely not supposed to do. Which is I I co sleep I I bed share with my baby because it's so much easier and you get so much more sleep that way. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do it. The um, Academy of Pediatrics or whatever says it's a higher risk for SIDS. Um, hmm. but why? I I guess because people's mattresses are too soft. Um, huh. and like crib mattresses are like rock hard. Oh yeah. Has um, the ACP ever heard of the sleep number mattress? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, but I also think that like what happens is that parents get so exhausted getting up and going to the crib that then you fall asleep like in a rocking chair uh, with a baby and that's way more dangerous or you're sleepy behind the wheel or something crazy like that. Right, so I right. like to get as much sleep as possible. I sleep next to my baby. Um, she like nurses all night. We're both as comfortable as Aww. we're going to be. Right. And then I get to wake up to her smiling face. Sure. And I, I just... I, I mean, I wish I could say that I had like a higher philosophy behind co-sleeping, but I do it, get more sleep and 
and for the snuggles. I'm sure, for the sure. Snugs, man. Yeah, I've never, you know, I've never fallen asleep with like a baby or a child in my arms, and I think that would be very peaceful. And it's very sweet. And yeah. you do they in order to co-sleep as safe as possible. The position you're in is called a cuddle curl, where you just kind of like curl. The parent like makes a C with their body around the baby, and uh-huh. it's just really sweet. And and I love it. And I I have. Like no regrets about it. <laughs> I just think it's so cute. Absolutely. That spending that QT with the baby. So what's what's been a really uh, satisfying uh, kind of you know introducing your child to? Oh man, um, it it's really cool right now because you know for so many months they don't really do anything mm-hmm. except be cute and and cry and it's eat. living off the government. Yep. Yep, the old government Sucking cheese. Sucking from taxpayers. That's right. Um, but now she's turned the corner, I would say around Christmas time, into being like into certain things, into having different tastes and, and liking things and right. not liking other things as much. And that's around the time they start giggling. And, you know, yeah. for a comedian, getting those laughs and Absolutely. claps, that's what it's all about. Definitely. And that's another part of why I like kids. Yeah. Bombing with your infant for two straight oh, months. And you're like, <laughs> Jesus <"Ooh>. Christ, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And you're bombing with an audience that doesn't leave. Usually when you bomb, the audience is like, we're out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this audience is like, oh, I'm staying <laughs> for decades <laughs> until you get it right. That's a tough crowd. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. But yeah, they, they turn that corner around. I don't. I three four months and and start to like follow things and and want to engage with stuff and reach out and grab things and and mm-hmm. that's when the giggles come and that's amazing. That's awesome. The best part for sure. All right, let's read uh, the really disgusting one. You ready for yes, this, Jessica? I'm so ready. I'm so ready. This is from Nikita Cutsale, Martinsburg, West Virginia. My kid got worms, and the Ooh. official way. To diagnose is to put tape over their buttholes before bed. Skull emoji. I did not sign up for this. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! The end result? Do you think if you like pull the bu- the tape off and then there's like worms on it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Are they like? Burrows? He didn't really give us. The, he kind of got us on a cliff. Oh, well, it was a lady, first of all, Jimmy. It's it's like a. One of those sticky traps for. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. stuff, you know, I've heard that that's a thing. Butt worms. worms. Butt worms. Tape oh. worms. Yeah. Gee, how big are they? That's what I want to I know. think butt worms are like little. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not pregnant right now. This would be a horror show in here. Right. Uh, you know, like little maggoty things. And then tapeworms. Ugh. I did a report on tapeworms in elementary school, and I have. <laughs> I, you can't unlearn what you learn about tapeworms. Right. I, I'm just picturing you in a big foam uh, tapeworm costume, <laughs> like doing, doing a performance. <laughs> Every time the bottom of my foot itches or tickles, I'm like, <gasps> my tapeworm, because that's how they pull the tapeworms out. Through your foot? That's how they used to. What? Now, now they do it through the butt. <laughs> how do they get it out through your foot? I think that's that sometimes they tend to collect on that because tapeworms are insanely long. Um, or they can get to be. So I think it's one of many places too that you can extract a tapeworm. So these these the kid butt worms are not tapeworms. Though. I don't think so. Although maybe they're tapeworm like larva. Um, oh God, I remember. I this is actually sparking a memory. I read oh no. like. In you know, like the the pre uh, smartphone days when you'd, you'd like flip through the magazines of the doctor's office and stuff. <laughs> yes, I do. And there was some story. Uh, it was like a write-in thing of a of a mom who like had to like bend her child over. Or no, they explained how to deal with it. You bend your child over the bathtub and spread their rectum apart and pull out the worms. It's so gross. Oh man. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. yeah. Brutal. No worms, thanks. bro. Don't even dogs have. Worm pills? We can't give kids worm pills. I mean, maybe after. I don't know what the treatment is like, but I, think I don't think you do until you get to, them. Yeah, I, but they still have to come out. Right. Right. Oh, I'm definitely making fun of my kid. If he gets worms. <laughs> I'm telling his whole class. I really hope my kid doesn't get worms. I think things like lice are even bad enough. Uh huh. Do you do you still have your report about tapeworms? 
I don't have my report about tapeworms, but I do, you know, they're, I remember that their little scales are called pro- proglottids, proglottids, mm. and that that's how, and that they don't grow through the tail. As they get bigger, they grow a new scale from the bottom of their neck. Grow a scale, dude. <laughs> So then, so when they pull them out of your foot, I don't even know how you pull something out of your foot. I don't know either. There's no opening. Like a missed memory of mine. I think you're thinking of a different butts. (laughs) Are you confusing the foot with the butt? (laughs) You know, that's how I got into this mess. Yes. (laughs) Well. Okay, so how long is the worm when they're pulling it out? They're pulling it out your foot like a like a clown That's how pulling, I picture it. yeah, <laughs> pulling hankies That's how out I of his it. right, right. And it's just running up your leg. I, I just I'm having a hard time picturing this slash accepting. Well, it. I think that Does they can swirl around pull a body? tapeworm out from. I, I think that's the problem with tapeworms is that they can go almost anywhere. Um, and that they can grow to be like in like feet and feet and feet long, oh just God. coiled up. Maybe that's what you were thinking. Right, they right. can grow to be feet long, <laughs> yeah. and you thought so they well, are in your the feet. Yeah. I mean, I was a child, and and that's how you remember things. Sure, I feel like sure. as as a child. But so like, when they're pulling this bad boy out, like it's yeah. just going foot. and going. Right, yeah. right. It's like pulling yeah. out by the foot. Yeah, yeah. And you have to be careful because yeah. if it breaks off. You gotta start all over. It like lays all, all its eggs because isn't each scale like an egg sack? Why Ugh. do they exist? What is the benefit? That, you look I at certain know. animals and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, what's the point? I guess because they're, they're just, trying to live like everything. Yeah, else. they're just taking a free ride. Yeah, but they're parasites. Look, bro. if you if you if it came down to it, if you had to burrow into someone else's body <laughs> and lay eggs and just eat all the food, that and that's they just ate, what you all have the diz wings not that they've eaten. Yeah, you would you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. You would never make it through the Holocaust, my friend. <laughs> if you wouldn't, I just don't have the tapeworm. I don't have the tapeworm mentality, dude. Yeah, some people just aren't born to tape. I don't have the grind set, the tapeworm <laughs> grind set that Man. you need to burrow into somebody. You call foot. yourself an American gladiator, <laughs> but then once you're there, you can just chill and try to not get surgically removed or pooped out. Now, can I ask yeah. you a question? Yeah. About this subject before we move on. Yeah. When I was a kid, we used to have kids that were really skinny. Yeah. I think everybody used to have kids that were really skinny. And you would always say, and they, but they would eat a lot. And then people would be like, a oh, well, you leg. have a tapeworm. Oh, you have, you a, have tapeworm. a tapeworm, yeah. But is that a thing? Are they really eating that much? Like if I eat a cheesesteak, is I it eating like half of it? I do think that if for some reason, if like you were underweight and you could not put on weight to the point where you had to go to the doctor, uh-huh. I think one of the many things they would test you for is having some sort of parasite. But the tapeworm yeah. stays there. So like what isn't yeah. doesn't the pa- tapeworm become the weight? <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, maybe. there's a lot of flaws. But it doesn't in that metabolize theory. it the same way, I'm sure. Oh, uh, okay, maybe it has like of like it doesn't and shit have like break it down. muscle versus fat. It just has like proglottids. Proglottids. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. my prolagolutive. <laughs> mhm. What that song's about? A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, the original version. They they cleaned it up for radio play. Mm-hmm. They're like, we we love it, Mr. Brown, but the, we got to change the subject. <laughs> Mr. Right. Brown yeah. makes him sound like a children's book character, which he was not. I think we can agree. He was not at all. All right, guys. Is there anything else we want to uh, discuss about parenting before we wrap it up for the day? Well, let's see. I mean. Oh, you have your notes. I forgot. I do. I took I took notes okay. because uh, this I this is a parenting thing. I made these notes at four thirty seven a.m. <laughs> nice with a baby on my tit and just and a, a car in every lawn. <laughs> and a that's right. Turkey in the oven. And a baby tapeworm on every in every child. Yeah. Um. I. So I. You know. I hear so many people say that they they would like give their life for their children mm-hmm. and. I think my biggest fear about parenthood is that if put in a situation like that, I would forget to give my life for because her. Because you're, because the, well, nobody can say how they will react in an emergency situation. I, I, but I think like that I might that, like. That's, I like that you're, you, that you think like that. Yeah. You, know? you it, cannot say that for moment sure. where you're like, take me instead. Right, like, right. If I well, forgot? luckily, I don't think those situations happen. All I don't that think much they do anymore. either. Like, but I think about that all the time. That right, if it came right. time to like negotiate yeah. or if you you're know, throw myself in front of a moving train right, or something, right, right. that 
I theoretically, of course. Sure, sure. Intellectually, we practice, all want to believe we would. I don't know that, that <laughs> I would remember to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, your first instinct is to protect yourself. Yeah, but it is, I mean, uh, you can tell how your, like, genetic makeup uh, changes a little bit, we, you know, after they rip a child out of you. But at the same time, I'm always like, write on a post-it. Die for baby, just in case. <laughs> right. Yeah. It slips my mind. Sure. Sure. What kind of situation would that be, though? Where... <laughs> I just picture myself at like an unnamed border. With right. A bunch right. of Maybe, men with machine guns. Yeah. Like if you're in some sort like, of uh, genocide type of situation. Yeah. Then sure. But, uh, you know. I, I say, take me instead. And they're like, we don't want your old ass. <laughs> I want this we need baby. A young, right. cute baby. Right. Okay. Do you have any other ones? Let's see. I I think I shared everything. Yeah, co-sleeping. And I, I the only other thing that I wrote down is that I well, one, a lot of people say the the surprising thing to me and the thing that I really feared was not sleeping ever again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I will say that I sleep more now, which hmm. a lot of people are going to think is a lie or they're not going to want to hear it but i do sleep more now that's awesome i think because a i co-sleep also having a baby cured my insomnia oh wow and i that boring eh? yeah it really there's just not much else going on and you're like there's something in your body that's like she might only be asleep for 20 minutes so you have to sleep right right yeah and so you're getting real sleep you're getting real that like, rem shit yeah you're getting real sleep at least i am um, I know a lot of people don't, and I know a lot of people slept great before, and then they have a baby, and they that waking up every couple hours, they just can't handle it, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. totally understandable. I just didn't sleep much before, and I definitely didn't sleep much during pregnancy, so mm-hmm. this is like a welcome relief for me. I also <laughs> do what a lot of people aren't willing to do because it means giving up time for themselves or with their partner, which is when my baby goes to bed at like eight or eight 30, I'm like, well, good night gang. And I also go to bed. Right. Right. And I don't fuck around there. Um, and I was also worried about being, getting too addicted to like social media and stuff. Cause Mm -hmm. you're just nursing Mm -hmm. and you're just like nothing to do, but scroll. And I will say the cutest addiction I have is that I'm when in those situations, the good news is that I I read a lot of like long form journalism, mm-hmm. but then the the other thing is that I look at pictures of her. That's like all yeah, she's like sleeping yeah. right next to me. Right? That's no, I hear you. Yeah, I remember when addiction. my nephews were born. Like we would just we just all we that's would do is talk do, about right? them, hang out with them, and then when he went upstairs, we'd break out pictures. I think that's so cute. That yeah, is the cutest absolutely. addiction you can have. Sure, is, sure. Is, well, that and paint huffing. I mean, that is pretty cute. If it's like Elmer's, that's cute, right? right? Absolutely. Elmer's glue? Yeah. Elmer's paint? No, just glue. <laughs> Great for huffing. <laughs> that's what it said on that's the box. That's the Elmer's slogan. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ain't huffing Elmer's. You're huffing nothing. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this has been an excellent episode. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thanks for having me. Absolute honor to have you. Always great to talk to you. Great to see you. Really excited about seeing you perform again. It's going to be so much fun. Yes, it will be. And that, again, is on the 26th of February at Checker Spot Brewing Company in Baltimore, uh, 8 o'clock-ish. Um <laughs> And uh, it's selling really well, so it might sell out. I, I don't want to do the thing where, you know, it's like, tickets are selling fast. Because that usually means they're absolutely not selling fast. Yeah. Because why would you be paying for this advertisement if they are? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but this one, yeah, I think this will be the biggest show probably I've done ever. since. Ever. In my life. Ever since that ever. big uh, show in Moscow where like a million people came when communism yeah. fell. This uh. is like the live aid of right. Uh, right. Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. I, to say the is. least, I think I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to understate how mm. huge this show. Yeah, I'm trying not to build it up be. too much for. People. I mean, I but I think it's, so far we've been totally conservative. This yeah. that this is the biggest show right. of all. Time. They've had to build a whole like Olympic Village type of thing, mm-hmm. and they just ha- keep having to build extensions and extensions. Right. right yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. It happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, and also, of course, Jessica has the uh, on Friday, the May thirteenth, the Out Calls performance at Foxhall in Charles Village, 
And uh, do you have any social media or anything you want to? I'm J Moose Garrett on on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, but I just watch like hair tutorials on TikTok. I don't right. actually post anything. I'm dabbling. I'm dipping my toes in TikTok. Into TikTok, mm-hmm. nice. Okay, I think I I think I follow you on TikTok. I followed you for the hair tutorials, but you hardly post any. So. Yeah, it's you know, it's uh, that's just not something I'm passionate about anymore. Oh. I'm afraid. All right, cooler um, than me. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, guys. This was excellent. Thanks, y'all. And thank you to all the listeners. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks. Sorry, Karen.